Welcome to Beans and Breakdowns, a podcast dedicated to bridging the gap between specialty coffee and the heavy music community. On this episode, I'm joined by Jacob Valentine, vocalist for the Manchester UK band Guilt Trip. So grab a fresh cup of coffee and wake the fuck up! What's going on, Caffeinated Crew? Today I'm with Jay from Guilt Trip, Manchester's finest. How are you doing this morning? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great. Uh, you seem to be having a better grip on the day than me. Uh, I just woke up a little foggy, a little, you know, misty-eyed. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm a bit jealous. That was my morning as well, but it is like one, nearly 2 p.m. now, so I've come around a bit. You've had some some breakfast, some uh, yeah, some, Got some a bit hours. of food in there. Yeah, there you go. Bit of coffee. <laughs> well, speaking of coffee, are you drinking anything on your side? Uh, I've just got water. I had a coffee, but I I just I drank it. Can't just like sit there going cold, man. I hate iced coffee. I think to be honest, I'm not really much of a coffee guy, but the fact that it's warm is what attracts me to it. But when people have iced coffee, it just knocks me sick, man. I can't stand that. <laughs> yeah, I, so that's like a very North American thing, iced coffee, I think. Yeah. Uh, where, like, we, especially in the hot summers, we, we, we love iced coffee over here. Um, people in Montreal are insane and drink iced coffee in the winter when it's, like, minus 20. Uh, I don't understand yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's wild, man. Yeah, they're insane. Um, I don't think it's even like refreshing at all. Like coffee, just, just bitter. It's so bitter. I don't know. There's some, there, there's some that's like when it's made well, when it's not like a bunch of, you know, sugar and milk or creamer, when it's like a nice, yeah. nicely made iced coffee, it can be good. But I'm like you, I prefer warm. The warmth like wakes me up, yeah. warms my body up, like makes me yeah, feel like exactly. I can, yeah, makes you feel like you can move. Yeah. Exactly, especially in the winter, like there's nothing worse than waking up in the winter, just in general, because it's freezing. Freezing. So you've got to have something something warm down here. Yep. That's, so I'm drinking one that uh, that uh, actually they started carrying a few like micro roasters from around Montreal and some of the grocery stores, which is really cool. Just kind of exposing Sick. people to more than just like Tim Hortons and Starbucks blends. <laughs> um, so this one's from 94 Celsius. It is called... Aprokerma? I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but it's from Peru. Um, it's pretty good. Got like orangey flavors, peach, kind of interesting with like a bit of chocolate. Yeah. 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 Our guitarist Jackie's like a bit of a coffee guy. So I'm sure like if he was here, we'd, we'd be delving deeper into, <laughs> into that kind of thing. But for me, I just... I do like it like on the off chance. I have one every morning, but that's that's like my limit, my daily limit. Mm -hmm. Too much caffeine otherwise. See, that's good. You're not uh you haven't you haven't like kind of ruined it where like now I have to have two at least. I have to have like one in the morning, one in the afternoon. <laughs> or else by like yeah. three or three or four, I'm like dragging, like, oh god. Yeah, yeah. You build up like a tolerance to it. <laughs> it's it's like an it. it's honestly it's like an addiction. It's terrible. Literally it is, yeah. 
Well, I know that you're not the biggest coffee person, but living in Manchester, I know that there's a pretty, I think there's a pretty decent coffee scene. I, I checked it out when I was there for Outbreak and there was like a lot of great shops kind of in like that downtown and I think a bit east is where they tend to be. Um, yeah. Is there a shop that you like to go to? No, not really. Not really. It is a good scene though these days. I feel like everyone I know over the me loves coffee. Like everyone in, in my band has like a coffee, except for Brad. But Brad don't really drink hot drinks at all. But everyone else just coffee enthusiasts, man. Every every few hours on the road, coffee, coffee, coffee. Is it like uh, when you are going to the UK, are you all stopping at Costa like all the time? Yeah, yeah. Any service that has like a Costa or a Starbucks or anything like that, and we're stopping there. That's that's. I I didn't get a Costa when I it was like my first time in the UK last year, or yeah, earlier this past year, and uh, I didn't stop at a single Costa because I was going to like all like the small shops, but I kind of yeah. regret it because it looked like like the Starbucks of the UK. Like it looked like. Yeah, I'd say. Every- I mean, we've got Starbucks, but. I would say cost is a little bit better, I think, it, wow. just in my experience. But my opinion is not like the most reliable because I'm not, I don't really drink much. So, but for the food, is the food better at Costa? Like, I know they have baps and stuff like that. Um, yeah, probably, probably is. <laughs> I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't beat like Greg's for that kind of thing. Greg's is the one, man, and um, they, they do all right coffees as well, Greg's, but they're not known for the coffees. But yeah, I'd say cost is better than Starbucks for. For like the, the food and the snack side of things yeah nice uh yeah i kind of regret not going but also i didn't want to <laughs> fair enough i mean yeah. the, the smaller places are always going to be better anyway that's it's right. the service and everything like that it's just, yeah exactly um but i will say around outbreak there was nothing like because yeah was, it was in the middle of like nowhere man we, i'd never been there before but Oh, at the at the at the the bowlers uh, exhibition, yeah. yeah. There was yeah. like that giant mall, like a thirty. Yeah, the Trafford Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's legendary, man. It was like some shit you'd see in Vegas, like in the middle. Of- yeah, <laughs> it was weird. Yeah, I feel like people from all over England come come to the Trafford Center. It's like it's one of the biggest like shopping centers that we've got in the UK. I'd say, or one of the best at least. I mean, it was really nice, and it, I got we got lost in there one morning because it was just like took a wrong turn. <laughs> Did you stay close by? Yeah, we stayed at that. Yeah. Uh, there's like the Holiday Inn that was right there, or whatever. Yeah, sick. Where I think ninety percent of people were staying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was nice. We could walk over and hang out, walk that yeah. scary like path down the side of the road or whatever. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it's cool in there, man. There's, there's so, like literally everything you need is in there. I mean, I used to go as like a, a proper little kid for all like the toy shops and, and mm-hmm. Lego shops, stuff like that. And just as you get older, there's still there's something for you, like no matter what age you are, it's just it's just a cool experience. I feel like, and they've got a cinema and like mini golf and stuff. We've got got it all. Yeah, like a little city in there. We like went to the food court and if you want to live your like Leonardo DiCaprio dream, you can go to the food court like the Titanic. Yeah, is yeah. It's like so yeah. this is cool. It's weird. It is cool, man. It's different. It's always yeah. been like that though. It's awesome. Uh and why we discovered Primark 
never been to Primark, you can buy a pair of shorts for like a pound. Yeah. Can't beat that shit. I mean, it'll only last you probably like two weeks, but (laughs) pounds can't go wrong with a pound for a pair of shorts. Yeah, they're like throwaway show shorts, you know? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Well, you guys, I I saw y'all at at Trackside here in Montreal a few weeks ago um, when y'all were doing that Canadian run with Scarfold, which Scarfold is awesome. Those dudes are great. Yeah, Um, sick band. And then Northwalk was on some of those dates as well. So shout out Dave. Um, what was what was the experience for being in Canada as a band for the first time? It was sick, man. It was better than we thought. Like I, I went into that thinking we'd have like a couple of good shows and then most of them would be literally like the shows we had back in the day when we first started, started up the band. But they were all like really sick. There was only one bad show, which was Sherbrooke. And there was like five people there, which was tough, but... It's going to happen like he's thousands of miles away from home. I think seven out of eight shows being being sick and two of them were sold out as well. Mm-hmm. So, I'd, I'd, I mean, we couldn't have asked for much better than that, I don't think. Was it the Ontario shows that were sold out? Um, it was the, the first one. Um, track That was the track side one. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that yeah. Was track and then side. it was the last one in um, Three Rivers. Oh, nice. That's That's super yeah. cool. Yeah, that was in like a pub, so it was only small, but there was like 50 people there, man. It was sick. And I, I, I'm not really, like, I don't think we've ever played a floor show where I felt like it was like dead sick, but that one was, was sick. Was it at the Royal uh, Tavern or whatever, that spot that's Something like, like that, yeah. in the middle of the houses with the park? Yeah, yeah, and you go down into it and then out the back's like where you, you merge yourself and stuff. Yeah. yeah, it was cool, man. That's awesome. It was a sick show to end the run on as well. Well, I'm happy that y'all had a good experience. Uh, I, I know a lot of bands, like especially predominantly like English speaking bands that come through like Montreal or Quebec and they're like, you know, it's so rude, the French and all this stuff. But to know <laughs> that you guys, to know that you guys had a good experience, I'm, I'm really happy because uh, some bands get kind of turned off by, yeah. like sometimes they get the wrong attitude from people and stuff. And it's it's not like that a lot of the time. So I think yeah, that we were scaffold as well because a lot like I think three out of the four of them are naturally French speaking anyway. Mm-hmm. So like anytime we we ran into someone who, who could only speak French, we had like in, an interpreter pretty much yeah. there. And they looked after us really well. So yeah. I know Zav's like uh he seems like he's kinda like the tour dad, like he just kinda yeah. handles everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was he, him and um JS drove us like they split between each other and yeah, we I mean X was definitely looking out for us and and all that shit, man. Yeah, it was good. Nice. How is like having a little tour manager with us? Yeah, yeah. How is Ramuski in the middle, like driving eight hours? You know what? It it wasn't too bad. You know, it was it was like it was one of the quieter shows, but it still popped off for us. And it, to be honest, I think the other bands went down dead well as well. And it was just it, it just felt like a good vibe. Like I feel like sometimes. When you play to a bit of an empty room, there's always that like you feel like negative energy, like because mm-hmm. there's not many people there. You feel like the people who are there are not even bothered about you. But it, it felt really good, man. It felt like everyone there was there to see us and Scarfall and Northwalk, and yeah, we had a really good time, man. Better than expected. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was surprised when they picked Ramuski because it's kind of like an old. It, it used to be a tour stop for a lot of bands. Yeah, but 
I know that Dave like loves playing there because he's like, you know, it's they don't get a lot of shows. So when they get shows, they they go crazy. And yeah. I mean, same same with Three Rivers was I played Three Rivers last week. And there was like 20 people, but half of them are swinging in the pit. I was like, this is yeah, yeah. That's that's what we noticed. Like every show, even the ones that didn't like have a lot of people there, everyone there was was moshing and having a good time. That was the first time at Trackside I've ever seen anybody like windmill, spin kick, <laughs> quotations, crowd kill. Like that was yeah. the first time I've seen that at Trackside ever. Yeah, it was. That was sick, man. It was yes. a sick show, show to start the tour off as well. I think after that one, we thought like every show is going to be like this. It's going to be fucking crazy. But yeah, it was a, it was a sick show. They were, they were all good apart from the one, Sherbrooke. Was that at uh, Le Murdoch? Did y'all play that? That 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 like um, it's kind of a dive venue. Maybe I don't, I, I, I'm terrible with venues. I don't know, but it was like. Um, I think he just got his alcohol license, so it was like a little bar. Oh, okay. The, the venue itself was actually pretty cool. If it was full, then like you could have a, a, an insane show there. But yeah, when there's five people there, it's, it's not the best experience. And that sounds weird, man. I feel like if anyone's listening from Sherbrooke, I don't know, you need to move on, man. It's fucking weird <laughs> down there. Sherbrooke is it's a college town for most of the year, so. And I don't think that college was in even when y'all came through. I think it was kind of like starting up maybe. Yeah, maybe, but yeah. Maybe it was still a ghost town or I don't know. I've been to Sherbrooke one time and not like willingly. It was for work. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah, it's it's odd, man. But Not Loose played, I think, in Montreal the, on the same day. So I think, I mean, oh, yeah, you're going to go to Sherbrooke to see Guildtrip or you're going to go to Montreal to see Not Loose. It's a bit of a no-brainer, I think. Yeah, I had co-workers from Sherbrooke come to the Not to Lose show. It's like a two-hour drive. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Kublai Khan. Kublai Khan was like the next week. Yeah. Y'all picked a prime time to come to Canada because we had <laughs> fucking that. There was like some fest in Quebec City uh, where it was like stick to your guns, Not to Lose, Kublai Khan, Terror. Uh, I think Omerta was on that too. Was sick. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we kept seeing like every town that we played and then the next day another six shows going on that we that we missed so yeah it was weird and i think on um the first night at trackside my chemical romance were playing yep like round corner as well so we, we were gonna go to that at first but we thought nah let's not push it <laughs> let's play the show <laughs> yeah it's funny i had friends like i was texting uh some dudes from the scene i was like are you coming to trackside tonight it's gonna be fun they're like dude i'm going to mcr i was like what why <laughs> at the bell center what so we've got some big mike m fans in the band though so we were t we were tempting like sneaking off and then coming back for our set yeah but it was just it was just a bit risky man it's it's a bit of a and then finding parking is impossible over there like it would have been yeah. like hell trying to find somewhere to park but it might have been worth it yeah we were there the night before um fab took us around like some some like bars and stuff and for some food. And we, we spent like probably half the night trying to park yeah. to be fair. Yeah. That's, that's Montreal's notorious for taking parking spots away. It's terrible. Yeah. Well, I'm glad y'all had fun. I love the video that Gab did for y'all. It was really, really cool. Like to see yeah. trackside look like that, like in a video. 
Yeah, it was a sick video. We were dead, we were dead happy with that. Um, so yeah, it was super cool. All my friends that weren't or were at the show, they like watched the video. They're like, "This looks way crazier than it felt like when I was there." <laughs> like, yeah, he made it look good, man. I mean, it was good, but he made the venue look like some proper professional setup and everything. Man, it was sick. Yeah, it's cool because that room's so small that if you get thirty people in there, it looks full. Yeah, exactly. And so when you have people like standing around, and then you have like a dude spin kicking, it looks like the pit is going crazy, but yeah i mean it was going crazy like we we were we were there's only so much crazy you can have in like a room that big though we were throwing it down as as hard as we could without hurting people (laughs) well um you know tell me a little bit about uh about manchester hardcore i don't know a lot about uh i guess the english scene but being from like being at outbreak i saw a lot of bands that were like local like uh like what's the name the uh like last wishes i was yeah. like in the uh last witness yeah uh who else was like on the bill that was because you guys played the pre-show yeah yeah and then there was another uh there was the ordeal i think was selling merch as well through like the distro so there's a lot of like cool bands that i had never heard of so kind of how yeah. did you get into the scene who was the band that was kind of like popping off and and big locally at the time um well when we started like desolated with shoes just across the uk probably mm-hmm. all over the world to be honest they were like a massive name and um one of our really early shows we had another band before guilt trip um not the same people me and jack and brad were part of it but other than that and um we got to play with desolated one time in Manchester and we felt like oh, we, we were like brand new to the scene and everything we thought oh we're from Manchester it's gonna be sick and there was like I don't know like 15 people watching us and then we watched Desolated after and it was like 200 people just yeah. killing each other <laughs> and it made us question like whether we were doing doing the right thing or not but yeah when we started coming up it was Desolated and like Malev started taking off and stuff bands like that I think um there was obviously like the og bands playing big shows like knuckle dust and stuff mm-hmm. and um yeah from there it's just been a gradual ascension for us and we've seen a lot of bands that we looked up to at that time like survival and trial and error they've called it a day and then there's new bands that take their place and it's just like in the, the ball keeps on moving man it seems like there's a really strong scene from what i could tell like you know, a band gets up and they're like, Manchester Hardcore, where are you at? And like all these people, it's like come out of nowhere. It was crazy. Yeah. It took us ages to like really feel like at home because we're from Manchester. So it, we, we never had like the reaction that we wanted to early, early doors. But after like probably the last, I'd say two years, we've started seeing like we've, we've sold out Star and Garter once. We sold out um a venue last year for our release show mm-hmm. and we played a fury fest in manchester and they, they were like probably three of our top 10 shows ever so i think manchester's now started picking us up and enjoying us for what we are yeah that's awesome i mean any any any, any band that comes to manchester like i said before like trial and error used to come um there's like rotting out came over from the us once and it was fucking like yeah. insane so it's it's a good spot to play and i feel like a lot of tours miss manchester and play like Leeds, which Leeds and Sheffield are both just as sick anyway, but I think Manchester should get a bit more love with, with big tours like that, especially. Yeah, it is like, even I talk to people that are from the UK 
and they're like avoid london go to manchester manchester is more chill and i was like it's true it's better yeah um, i mean I, I love manchester me i think just just as a city in general it's it's the best that we've got in the uk because it, it is just like you don't feel like in london it's so busy you yeah. can't you can't you can't even hear yourself think or anything man and i think when you come to manchester it's there's like a lot of breathing room there's everything everything that london has pretty much you've got in manchester and I don't know it's just a better vibe in my opinion but i mean that's probably my bias speaking because i'm from here i live here yeah well that's even coming as an outsider spending like a few days in london i felt like i was choked like yeah too many people everybody's rushing around so you kind of feel like hurried everywhere uh it's just to enjoy i think man. yeah i did have great coffee in london though i will say that but yeah. manchester for sure it felt like more of a better vibe and you know, you can breathe, the air feels better. Like it's just yeah. feels so cleaner, doesn't it? Yeah, I I agree. The airport isn't as shitty yeah. <laughs> as, as the London airports. Um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, but that's cool. I, I know that like even Leeds and Manchester seem to have a bit of a crossover when it comes to like the scene as well. So Yeah. You I mean, when we're close, we're only like a 45 minutes apart. So, mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of Leeds bands do well in Manchester. A lot of Manchester bands do well in Leeds. It's like, it's like the same, the same kind of scene, really, I would say. So the move of Outbreak going from Canal Mills to like a Manchester venue, was that weird for people or was it like not um, really? I don't, I don't think so. Like Canal Mills is, has, has been a sick venue for the festival mm -hmm. for like however many years it was there, but. I think they just wanted they wanted to do it on a bigger scale and the um the new venue is just like huge man i don't know how many how many people must have been there like five thousand maybe more than that something I think they like said that. close to six or something yeah six thousand yeah and i mean at, at canal mills it was like three two two or three two and a half something like that so both sick venues but if you want to do something on a larger scale you've got to, you've got to get a bigger venue that's the first step and it seemed to go down like insanely well but yeah. I think a lineup like they had, they could do it anywhere in the UK. The UK is so small; people just people make that four-hour max journey to watch to watch a lineup like that. I reckon there were people from everywhere, though, like Germany, Spain, a lot of Spanish yeah. people, uh, people from like Australia. I talked to some dude from New Jersey that was picking up cans one day. Like it's crazy it was so weird just to like see the shirts and see like how people from different areas dress like a little bit differently but like yeah. you can tell that they're part of the scene but it, it was just like a super cool experience to see all these people from all over the world like be at this small convention center in the middle of england all because like we like the same music it was yeah. crazy yeah it was sick man i think it pulled a lot of like international people more than usual because Every time I've been to Outbreak, there's always been people from like other countries there and stuff. But the scale of it this time, there was every other person I spoke to was like from some far off land somewhere. It's crazy. <laughs> it was funny seeing like Barcelona hardcore. I'm like, wait, there's a hardcore scene in Barcelona. That's crazy. Yeah, we've I'm... never we've never played Spain either, so that's a surprise to me. Well, y'all probably do really well seeing how many fucking shirts that said Barcelona hardcore on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, lots of things, though, yeah. <laughs> they do France and in Spain and come back up when it's winter so that it's like nice and sunny when you go. Yeah, that's the move. That's the way to do it. <laughs> so you guys released Rain City last year. Yeah, that's right. What's in the books 
aside from i know you have a tour coming up with stray which you know shout that out as well but but is there any plan to get the uh to get something else rolling in terms of writing yeah yeah i mean we're writing an lp currently we've got um a couple of songs that we're trying to get released in the next few weeks or so um and yeah i think it's early next year we're looking at trying to release it maybe maybe like april time latest i mean it's a it, it's such a long-winded experience like from from the moment you finish writing it to the moment it comes out yeah it can take like months and even even like up to a year man mm-hmm. so it's it's hard to put a, a real accurate time on it but we've got a couple of songs lined up to come out pretty soon just to tie everyone over and make ourselves feel better because i think when you don't release music for a while you start feeling like oh you feel the pressure of people want new stuff from you and i think the way we've grown this year this has been our biggest year like by far so i think we've got a lot of new new supporters and and it'd be nice to show them something something more recent i mean rain, rain city to us is quite recent still but mm. i don't even think that it's like a super accurate representation of our band really because we wrote it all in lockdown when there was no shows and i think that the translation from like hearing it on your ipod to seeing it live it, it don't translate as well as we wanted it to so i think we need to release something that more accurately shows like what we're about at this moment like just written in the room together instead of like some dude demoed and then sent it to yeah, the drums yeah exactly then, yeah yeah well i i liked hearing rain city songs live i thought it was i mean it was chaotic like being in the room but like also i did yeah. enjoy hearing like uh hearing the music it, it is a bit different because i know that y'all in the past have been a bit more like uh like crossover so a bit more thrash yeah. parts and things like that and this one seems a bit more of like that kind of beat down mixed in with you know some faster like metallic yeah. parts but um is the direction going to kind of stay the same and just adjust to y'all's energy a bit or no we're gonna we're gonna try and go back a little bit to like i mean for us like unrelenting force has always been our staple mm-hmm. like the, the songs go off live and um i think we're more proud of that than we are of of river lives or rain city so we want to we want to go back to that sound as much as we can and, and get the like the crossover influence back because i think that's what separated us at the time as well and then we just kind of got lost among the swarm like with river lies so now i think we've we've done some soul searching and we're ready to go back to to the way we want things to be like there's so many outside influences when you're writing music and you want to sound like this band and that band but you've got to find your own sound and stick to it. And that's always going to get you further than, than trying to copy anyone else. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Uh, even talking to Gus from Omerta, they had been a thrash crossover band in Texas, which every band in Texas is thrash crossover. Yeah. Um, and so they took a soul searching moment and then kind of wrote from there, like what they wanted to be. And that's when they came yeah. out with hyperviolence, which is an insane, EP. So yeah, exactly. I'm happy to, to hear like you being in another band on the other side of the world also being like, well, we just want to be ourselves and like, you yeah. know, fuck the influences. Like, let's just do our shit. Yeah. It's super hard to not compare yourself to like other bands. Cause you see certain, certain bands like getting crazy live reactions and you think, Oh, I want a bit of that. And then it, it's just as, a negative impact on on the way you write things because you're always 
you're always trying to live up to like someone else. You know what I mean? You're always trying to do it better than someone else or whatever. And just do what what's coming naturally, man. And that's you. You're always gonna perform better with stuff that you're more comfortable with, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the truth. How how important do you see like uh, touring, like and getting outside of your hometown as as opposed to like playing a lot in your kind of local scene? Like, do you see it just as important or is it more important to play? I think it's more important. I think if you, if you develop like a good fan base in your local scene and stuff, especially like a really like loyal fans will always come, come and watch you. Even if you don't come back for like three years, you just mm-hmm. get more people there. But playing outside of like your means and pushing yourself and going to like different countries. Like two years ago, we would never thought we'd, we'd see Canada at this point in, in guilt trip. But now we've seen it. Now we've been to Germany. We're going back, France, everywhere in Europe. We want to see Australia and Japan and all that stuff. And I think that's that's where you really grow as a band, like going to these different places and putting on a show for people and, and stuff. And we've, like I said, we've played the most shows this year and we've in turn seen like the most growth for the band. So I think it definitely goes hand in hand, like seeing that success and playing all these different places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've seen you guys like in the past year, the following has just been climbing. Like I, I looked yeah. at Spotify the other day and y'all are like at almost a hundred thousand monthly listeners, which is a lot. Yeah, we're, we're on a hundred. We're on a hundred now. Yeah. And that was when we released Rain City, we were on like nine, which is still sick. Like we were buzzing off nine. Mm-hmm. And then we went on our Euro tour in April and we had, I think we had 19. And then we came back, we had like 22. I mean, we keep track of it because yeah, we're just like that. You know what I mean? It feels good. But seeing 100,000 monthly listeners is just like a crazy moment for us, man. Like I never thought we'd get there. Not this year, maybe not even next year. I thought that was would be something like super far down the line. But to be here now, and it worries me because I feel like there's 100,000 people and what they're listening to is like, <laughs> if they're listening to River of Lies, I'm... <laughs> I'm fucking panicking, man. We need to get some new tunes out. I've been bumping Rain City. I just like the way it, like the recording it and everything sounds really good. Like I'm an, like I come from like an audio background. So I love when records yeah. sound like energetic and there's like elements in there. Some of the singing I really liked, like, it's just, it's a fun, it's fun to listen to it in the car and drive. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's when, when we listened to it back, we thought like it's, it's so clean to listen, just to like sit and listen to. Mm-hmm. Like if you're one of them people that can sit and listen to heavy music just as you are, then it feels really good. But then when we started playing it live, we realized it was really difficult for us to play mm-hmm. and it didn't really get the reaction that we wanted. But I think as far as like the recording and stuff, I think the guy we use, Robin, he absolutely killed it. And we're using him on our new stuff as well. Cause like that's the most, that's the happiest we've ever been with how, something's something's actually sounded through through the earphones for us mm-hmm. and i think it was it was like it ended up being a, a really like moody ep you know what i mean like we had like a certain vibe set for it and stuff and it's just unfortunate it didn't really translate for us live but i'm still really proud of the ep i'm proud of us everyone's input on it and stuff i think we i do think we killed it yeah i get that uh there's one song where it's like the chorus is like 
what's it this twisted yeah yeah, 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 yeah i get it stuck in my head like all the time yeah it's catchy like, that's my, like, my little brother did that and he's he's like he he's nothing really to, i mean he loves music he does like he plays guitar and stuff but he's, he'd never really written his own his own thing like that and we just give him we just trusted him to to put a chorus down and he just absolutely like blew us away with it man it fits so well like it it chops up some of like the heavier parts because that song is pretty heavy and then like that comes in i'm like oh i was like yeah. this is nice <laughs> yeah when we had him in the studio like doing it we were like because he's he's a real like perfect perfectionist and he's dead i feel like he's insecure about his own things even though he, he absolutely kills everything and we were just like just, just do do what you think's right man just do what you wrote and and we'll tell if it sounds shit, then we'll tell you. And then he did it, and we were like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Like, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, man. And we're, we're super happy with that. We're, we're gonna try and implement more like chorusy style stuff in our in our LP, but mm. that came super naturally. So we don't want to force anything either at the same time. So we'll see. Well, I'm I'm super stoked to hear like the newer stuff, bringing back some of that unrelenting force like vibe. But with like yeah. some of the the newer elements and recording is going to be sick. Yeah, yeah. So happy for you guys. I'm really excited, man. And you guys are doing a tour coming up with Stray from the Path. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm, gonna be cool. I'm super excited for that. Like they're a band that I've listened to for probably 15, maybe yeah, probably like 14, 2010 around some something like that, 12 years. And to be playing with them now, like, I mean, we've seen them grow from, from what they were back then to now. And they're like a crazy big band now and to, to get the opportunity to play with like people we look up to like that is another like massive moment for us. And I think that we're, we're going to take that opportunity with like both hands mm -hmm. and really like give us, give them, give them all we've got, man. I think we'll be playing to a lot of new people, but that like, you just got to show up and you're playing to people who are unfamiliar with you. So, and I feel like we're good at we're good at stuff like that. We're good at showing up on on the big stage, man. Yeah, just bring the energy, blow people away. It's gonna That's be great. The plan. Yeah, which I mean, you know, stray fans expect high energy. They expect yeah, definitely. Drew is not you know reserved by any means on stage. So definitely, yeah. uh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to get some new fans from that that side of the scene. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely, we're 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 like really excited for it. And I think that the thing is, when you get stuff like this, you it's, you struggle to be in the moment. Like you're always looking for the next thing. Like when we got to Canada, we were like talking about Australia and how good it was going to be. And then we we had to like tell ourselves, "Yo, let's just enjoy this this tour for what it is." And like when we when we really did that, we took ourselves back and like focused on Canada. We 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 loved it, man, and we we're dying to go back already well come back soon because that shit was so fun and this time we can we can meet up uh i know that i can give you some, some good coffee. coffee but but i yeah. think your bandmates might appreciate it a little bit more but it's okay yeah definitely man we'll, we'll change your, you might change your mind about the iced coffee yeah maybe <laughs> i'm up for trying anything this has been a lot of fun i'm super happy that we got to 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 chill and hang out i have one question for you before we go yeah yeah what's your favorite city for beans and breakdowns beans and breakdowns you can focus more on the breakdowns if you want to 
Um, I don't know, man. I feel like every, every every place has like its own little thing. I don't know. What What would you say? I can't say I'm 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 non-biased. Non-biased. I can't, I can't choose, right? I'm the the non-biased host. And I can pick like any city that I want. Whatever you want. It's got to be Manchester, then, hasn't it? It's got to be. Well, yeah. I mean, come on. What's your uh? What's the give Give a shout out to the local homies. Yeah, the local homies. Yeah. Um, fucking who's, the, who's the top three that they should check out top three from Manchester that's tough man there's not a lot of bands from I'll give you like a general top three from from like the north north of England north west north mm-hmm. going sort of east so we've got obviously Guilt Trip check out Guilt Trip for sure uh, Rough Justice they're some of our best friends um, they're an amazing underrated band that we've got um, there's a band called Broken Down who've just released some new music from nice. around these ends as well. And finally, who should I pick? Hmm. It's tough, man. It's a I tough, know, it's hard. Tough question. Um, oh, from around here as well. I feel like there's not that many bands around here anymore. Like we used to have so many back in the day, and right mm. now. Mm. I couldn't even tell you who I'm listening to right now because they're all they're all bands that we've played with like this year. Mm-hmm. So they're all from like all over the place, like France and Germany and Canada and stuff. But I'll I'll give a shout out to um, you know what I'll split I'll split my decision to Manchester and Montreal and I'll give it to Scarfold. Yeah, for sure, man. They're they're an amazing band. It was a pleasure to like experience that. Canada with them guys and 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 to be honest, man, we we couldn't have done it without them. So they they treated us so well and like they housed us, drove us, fed us, everything, man. So they're they're some of the most like genuine guys we've ever met. And we wouldn't have been able to do that so without them. And we had a great time. So yeah, scaffold number one. Check check them out, please. Yeah. So good. Uh, they're they're like they're like a hometown favorite. Cause they bring so much energy. They have that like yeah. New York style, you know, like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's so not many bands stuff. that do that nowadays. Even the lack of really old school sounding band, I think, and and the, the, they sound heavy live as well. Like I was blown away because we, we listened to them on the way in and stuff, and we we're like, yeah, these guys are sick. And then seeing them live, we were like, yeah, man, these guys are sick. <laughs> Underrated band, I reckon. No joke, it, it is like that. Like I, I listened to their recordings, and I was like, obviously, great band. They're super, super yeah. good. But like listening to the recording, I was like, yeah, I can tell. Like they're they're you know a hardcore band. They're from Montreal. That's sick. But then when I saw them live, I was like, holy shit, this is way, yeah. way good. Like they set the bar, man. They were yeah. they were popping off every night. It was hard to follow them up, man. Every night, it was a lot of pressure, but they they absolutely killed it, man. Sick guys, fun yeah. to be around. Really nice. Shout out, shout out Scarfold, man. Well, Jay, this has been super fun. Uh, I yeah, hope you guys have, cool, yeah, I hope y'all have a great time on that, that straight tour. Um, we'll be thank looking you. out for new music. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, take care.
Thanks for listening to this episode of Beans and Breakdowns. I want to say a huge thanks to Jay for hanging out on the podcast. Be sure to check out Guilt Trip. They have a few albums out, Rain City being their most recent release. But look out for more music and more touring to come in the next year. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. You can also find out more information about the podcast by following us on Instagram at Beans and Breakdowns or on the web at beansandbreakdowns.com. Until next week, be sure to stay caffeinated and wake the fuck up. <laughs>